Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Happy World Cup Eve, everybody. Welcome to Lions Watch, the Football Rambles regular look at what's going on with the England men's football team. I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Luke Moore. It's the final show before the World Cup. So today, we'll be hearing what you think England's expectations should be for the upcoming tournament. And we'll also be working through England's potential World Cup route and trying to determine just how far Gareth Southgate's boys can go in Qatar. Well, that was the worst performance I have ever seen from an England team, ever. We were totally hopeless for 90 minutes. It's another wretched night for England at a major tournament. Did you also miss a left-footed player down the left side? Yeah, but where is that player? How are we going to win this tournament as England? And England win on penalties! A semi-final won by England at long... Big Lukey Moore, it's the last one before the action happens. Yes, it is. And how quickly it's come around. And I can't believe we're on our final episode of Lions Watch, Mark. It's been an emotional journey, uh, mostly for our listeners. Yeah. Um, and that emotion has mostly been anger. Yeah. But some some, some of the emotion has been positive as well. Yes. And uh, it's been, I've really enjoyed it. I love these deep dives into England. Mm. Um, it's a really interesting thing for me. So I'm pleased I got to be a part of it mm-hmm. but now the business starts the talking stops yes and the business starts and what's going to be the nature of that business Marcus for Gareth Skang that is the question indeed um what I what I tell you what I've obviously it's a controversial world cup you know we talked about that and we will continue to talk about that 
But it is a World Cup, so there's obviously a bit of excitement. And I have enjoyed the England fans getting to Qatar early and, and giving us a bit of sing-song. We've, I'm sure you've all seen it. We've, we've seen a different melody for its coming home yeah. with, those, with, with those definite diehard England fans. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't seen that, there, I mean, there has been reports that Qatar have been um, hiring fans um, from uh, South Asia to to come over and uh, and get the tournament going. I mean, whether that's true or not, I think England should hire these these lads for future tournaments anyway. Because have you ever seen more wholesome and good natured England fans? <laughs> no, and I've also really enjoyed some of their lyrics to their, some of their songs. I instantly liked them more than the existing England <laughs> fan base, <laughs> even though I'm a part of that fan yeah, yeah, base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it's exactly what we need. I've got no problem with it whatsoever. <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, there was no England band which nope. was good. Uh, they didn't seem to be um, off their face on uh, cheap pub Coke, which was also great. Yeah. Uh, so there's loads of uh, loads of positives to draw from it. Yeah. Uh, more of it, please, I would A couple say. of new chants. Sterling is our superstar. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. Gareth Southgate, super coach. Boom, boom, boom. It's great. Yeah. It's actually good. It's much better than fucking endless, endless <laughs> drivel about to the approximate tune of fucking Sloop John B. And some terrible rendition of a 30-year-old song <laughs> that Germany sings ironically about us anyway. Uh. Fucking Gareth Southgate supercoach. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. <laughs> I'm all about that life. Everyone should be. It's great. It's all happening. He's all going off. If the, for want of a better phrase, uh, um, you know, if, if the kind of traditional authentic mm. England fan yeah. base have anything about them whatsoever, they will yeah. adopt that Gareth yeah, Southgate yeah. chance straight away because it'll yeah. be so good. Totally. It'll be I, brilliant. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So, mm. uh, to the England camp itself. Yeah, uh, what's the latest news? Well, England, uh, they opted to train during the hottest part of the day in Qatar um, the other oh, day. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that out of the way. Don't worry, lads. We won't have to do that <laughs> How's again. everyone doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like they're lying in a dark room um, <laughs> covered in ice. Mainlining Dioralite. You <laughs> do. Belgium won't be doing that. Kevin De Bruyne will get sunstroke. He would. Um, Kevin De Bruyne's going to be doing all the training with um, one of those umbrella hats. Yeah. I worry about Jordan Pickford. Yeah. Well, so do I. I saw him play for Everton last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, so they I, did. I love how you tried to spin that on Monday, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it's fine. He's just getting out of the way. Get it's it out of like the way. Have a, have a little error on your mock driving test. Spell out. That's poor even for you. I'm trying. I'm really yeah. trying. Jordan Pickford, super keeper. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So England. Yeah, they were they were playing in temperatures around 33 degrees um, because it's winter there. You see, so that's why it's cooler. Connor yeah. Cody uh, <laughs> said that England won't be affected by the conditions. Um, he said, "Well, I won't be playing, so I won't be affected at all." No, he said um, <laughs> it was something we needed as a team to get used to, to feel it, to understand it. It's tough, of course, it's tough, but we're professional players. We understand what we are doing, and training this morning was fantastic. We're going out there to embrace it, to enjoy everything that comes with it. Listen, we don't get the sun too often back home, so let's enjoy it. Now, there's well, a man who uh, is really hoping that that doesn't happen again. <laughs> Connor's um, Connor's a big part of the squad. We know that. Yeah. But actually, I mean, those of us who've just lived through the summer we had in England mm. uh, would say that actually climate change suggest, suggests that maybe actually we are going to start to become more equipped for dealing with summer tournaments. <laughs> yeah, um, sadly. But one of the reports I got, I got I know quite a few people doing different jobs over in Qatar for the World Cup. And mm. a few people are actually going there as, uh, in their own leisure time as well. 
And one of the things I heard from one of my friends, one of my colleagues in, I suppose, the football media is that the air conditioning um, capacity in the stadiums or the stadiums that this person I know had been to rehearse at said that like, the air conditioning at the side of the pitch in that immediate bit between the pitch, if you like, and the stadium is actually very fierce. But as soon as you get, because that's ultimately you're trying to air condition something that's not enclosed and it's yeah. so big anyway, yeah. as soon as you get three or four meters away from it, you can't feel it at all. Well, so, think of the energy bill as well. Well, the energy bill is going to be gigantic. I mean, listen, it's, it's Qatar. So, I mean, <laughs> the energy bill is going to be gigantic anyway. But the, the, um, the, the point I was just going to make was that if you look at the times of some of these games, could become a real problem for England. But of course, you know, it's going to be a problem for everyone. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily buy into the idea that you know, just because I don't know, Bruno Fernandez is, you know, Bruno Fernandez has been living in Manchester for the last like, how many years, yeah. so he's going to, he's going to find there might be a kind of slight change here, but I don't know if it's going to be that much of a. That'll factor. come back to bite him on the arse, is what you're saying. Well, it already well, has think, done. You see I how think, he greeted Ronaldo. Yeah, DJ. Well, I mean, a Qatar is three hours ahead of us in uh, in Great Britain. Yeah, uh, and England's earliest kickoff is against Iran, of course, on Monday, which is is one p.m. here, and it'll be four p.m. over there. So, we'll be a bit warm, but it won't be. It will be, hopefully the, the warmest part of the day will have uh, subsided a little bit by then. But then after that, England's games will be, um, you know, well, games will be say maybe like at ten in the evening there, or could be seven in the evening, could be six you know early evening so it might not be as bad so hopefully they'll they'll, they'll do okay but i mean it, you know this is something that that uh, um any side from uh, you know a cold nation is going to have to deal with um with regards to the england squad itself i have enjoyed a lot of um the social media content from some of the England players, James Madison in particular, uh, releasing photos of him as a very, very young man. And in fact, let's let's call him a child. Yeah, uh, a very, very, kid. very young man. He was yeah. only eight. An eight-year-old <laughs> an eight, man. An eight-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he, this was a little while ago when he made the squad, but it was absolutely delightful. Now, he um, missed training uh, for the last couple of days with a knee injury, but it's not thought to be a major issue. That would be a stinker, wouldn't it? But do you know what, though? Thinking about old uh, uh, brother Brendy when he said, you know, Madison could be uh, an important player for England and uh, one of, uh, all the other pundits saying, oh, he should be in there. Now that he's in the squad, I do think to myself... I'd like him to get some game time. Having been a little bit damp on 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 Madison before, going ah, well the way England play, I'm not really too sure that. Now he's in there. I'm thinking oh, I wouldn't mind to see the young man get some minutes. Why are you always like this? Yeah, I, I'm just a bit giddy. I think again, yeah. as soon so, as I as soon as I heard James Madison is our super winger, boom, boom, boom. I thought I'm into this. If you if you um, look at the fact that form is going to be really important for the obvious scheduling reasons of this World Cup, oh, yeah. and you look at the England players that are actually in form, I would tentatively suggest, with the uh, full full expectation that you will disavow me of this, but is that there's probably only five players that you could say that are properly in form: Trippier, yep, Madison, Kane, mm-hmm. Foden. And Saka. And Wilson. Wilson's a good one. That's six then. But Wilson's yeah. not going to play, probably. Yeah. So five players that are... You know, you're not, you're for, not putting Maguire in there? I'm definitely not putting Harry Maguire in there, no. I, I, and the reason, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you for why. Go on. Because uh, the website I I'd, use I'd like to, to hear this. The website... <laughs> yeah. The website I use to 
either back up my opinions or get mm. me to change my opinions depending on um, uh-huh. on what, what it is. Um, has a list of players and mm. the kind of form that they think the players have been in. And I ran out of scrolling through pages before Harry Maguire <laughs> even appeared. So I'm going to say I'm not necessarily going to yeah. include Harry Maguire in there, no. Okay. So, so Madison could play a part, I guess is what I'm getting at. Madison could be someone yeah. who, and this does happen sometimes, He England struggled to beat Iran, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And I said on the show yesterday, on the Ramble show yesterday, that the best thing that can happen for England, given the scheduling of the group, given who they've got to play, a goal early against Iran, I think they'll be away. Iran we are going to try that, and make We thought it that difficult. against Iceland, remember? We did. It didn't work. They weren't in our group, Marcus. So that's a slightly different analogy. <laughs> but we spoke to our Iranian friend, didn't we? Seen her last week. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he said that Iran are going to make it difficult. We expect that. The way it could work for Madison, and I think the way Madison's going to hope it works, he probably won't tell anyone this because he'll want to be a part of the team and a part of the squad and be a team player. He is going to hope England get to 60 minutes in nil-nil against Iran and he gets called upon and he makes a difference. If he does that, yeah. he's got a chance of forcing his way in and having a really good tournament. Yeah. And that's what he's got to hope for. Yeah. Well, I think you're right. And I think that Madison, you know, we know that um, Southgate likes the wingers to kind of help out a little bit defensively and be a bit more aware of all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure Southgate would maybe trust Madison with that. Um, but... Other than that, I mean, okay, so so this is interesting. So James Madison, who we, 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 we've been talking about, his squad number is number 25. Yeah. Conor Gallagher is number 26. Mm-hmm. Now, this is it. The squad numbers have been released. Do you think there's anything in this? Because Harry Maguire's number six. That's not too surprising. Jack Grealish is number seven. Um, Henderson's number eight. Rashford, number 11. Jude Bellingham, number 22. So given those numbers, I would say that they're not that indicative of, of what Southgate may do. However, I, I I just want to know, I mean, do you think that he's trying to, you know, he's trying to do a bit of a puzzle for people there? Because Jude Bellingham, you would think, would start or play a big part in this, is number 22. So it can't be that important. I don't think it matters. I think you know, you, 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 you wouldn't want to give any team you're playing... Mm-hmm. that transparent a clue as to what you're going to do. That would be, I mean, it would just be page one stuff. It would be absolutely stupid to do that. Do you, do you remember the uh, in the history books when uh, Hungary beat England that time 6-3? One of the reasons they confused England was... Because they had different shirt numbers on. Different shirt numbers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether yeah. that was planned or not, but they were like, well, he's wearing that number and they're usually an outside right. I just, yeah. Well, I went with him, you know. Yeah. yeah that, I, I th- are we going for that? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope that that's not going to be something that confuses her. There was a lot of information coming out the last few days about Jude Bellingham and why he's got the number he's got and all the, what it means and the significance of it. And I think those significant aspects of it were entirely personal to him. Okay. Uh, I don't think this is a part of it at all. I, I think, you know, if you look at, I don't know, do you remember when Gascoigne was lit up the 1990 World Cup? Number was he wearing number 23 or 17? That's it, yeah, yeah 17. And so, you know, it just it never goes how, you, how it goes anyway. I mean, it's, it's complete arbitrary. If Harry Maguire... Um, you know, turns his ankle this afternoon and so therefore can't be available for selection um, in the first game, yeah. then we um, we have a completely... They're not going to change the number around. He's just going to be six and he's going to be sat on the bench. That's just how it's going to be. So to me, it's something for the co- those content providers out there, of which we are too, um, yeah. to talk about and which we have done. But yeah. I don't think it's um, it's hugely significant. Though. Okay, well, the the... the... Man wearing number two in the squad will be Carl Walker. Kieran Trippier will be wearing number 12, so he also has a two in there. Carl yeah. Walker 
is uh, is is has been in England. Uh, he's been in the training, but he's thought to be uh, a miss for the Iran game. It's unlikely. He he says he's targeting the USA game uh, after that. Now, this begs the question: Will Southgate? Because Southgate tends to like the, the back three against the better opponents, opponents you think could cause England a lot of problems. With respect to Iran, England will look to be on the front foot in that game. Could play a back four. Now, if they do, you would imagine he would play Trippier at right back. Poses the yeah. problem, Luke. If Trippier has a great game, and you said, right enough, he's been in great form. What happens then against the US? Does does he think, well, actually, you know, he could cause a little bit of a, a, bit of a, a, a selection headache? Yeah, I think it. I think it depends. I think it depends on what they need. I think um, Trippier is going to be the a backup left back as well, right? So yep. there may be a problem he needs to solve over the other side, depending on how that goes. I, I heard, yeah, exactly. I heard. I heard this on. I literally heard a rumor today Ooh. that England are going to play with a back three against Iran as well, oh, which is yeah, which is. A, I was disappointed to hear because I think that's to me. I am one of those people that feels like that's an overly cautious way of playing. But is and it a Sheffield United just promoted into the Premier League style back three? Well, we've we got Chris Wilder on. The, I mean, is he? <laughs> <laughs> is that the big reveal? Yeah. Don't worry, lads. Um, yeah, I'm not I'll be sure. taking advice from Chris oh, yeah. Wilder. Gareth Southgate's known for being so attacking. He uses overlapping centre backs, and yeah, that's definitely what he tells them to do. Get Harry, get up there. No. Uh, I, I, I believe that, and I think anyone who's watched his teams over these last years, as I'm sure we all have, I believe, as I'm sure you do, that Gareth Southgate thinks the biggest and easiest path to success is to be solid as you, as solid as you can. Okay. And I think he just thinks, we'll beat Iran anyway. We need to get solid and comfortable in this shape. We've not had a great run in the build-up to the tournament. We need to continue that process. I'm not going to tear it up and and start with the four. Now, I know he thinks that like the four at the back is the backup formation that he could use. And of course, we have seen him use it. But if he, if he starts with a back three against Iran, mm. then we're in for a quite boring ride, I think. Do you reckon? Would that yeah. worry you if, if, if we... Well, it means it would probably go further. I think, I, I, th- I just don't see, there's no real precedent that I can think of in recent times where a team who's thought, right, we're going to go blow for blow. We're going to go, we'll have a go, you have a go. have done that well. And yeah. so, and I think he kind of knows that. So, so we, of all the the players in the England squad, and you know, besides formations and da da da, who are you looking forward to seeing the most? And who would you, or, or who are you hoping to see the most? Might be a, a a better question as well, because it is a World Cup. You know, despite we may think oh, back three oh, it might be a bit sort of doom and gloom. You want to see certain players for England. You want to see them express themselves. Bellingham. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Bellingham's my one. I think uh, I'm sure many people listening would agree. Bellingham is the player that I'm most looking forward to to seeing in action. I think if he can really get the games by the scruff of the neck and really do what he's capable of, yeah. I think he's, the sky's the limit for him. And if it goes well for England, it's probably going to go well for Bellingham. I think he's probably a pretty good bellwether because he is someone who's now ready to take that step onto the world stage. I'm not dis- obviously not denigrating what he's done already. I'm not trying to criticise Borussia Dortmund at all because obviously they're a massive team and he's been brilliant for them. Yeah. But I think this is a whole new level of exposure. And I think he's ready to take the step. And I've just thought there is one player that the squad number does matter for. And I forgot to mention it. And do you know who that is? Who's that? Jordan Pickford. Jordan bloody Pickford. He's got the number one shirt. And for goalkeepers, that means a hell of a lot still. And yeah. he'll be happy to have that. Well, I'll tell you what. There's um, Apparently, there's a little Brazilian man who thinks that Jaden Sancho 
should have been given a squad number, Luke Moore. Do you see what Neymar's been saying? Yeah, he Neymar. I try to remember who which one Neymar was. Um, uh, I think one of the Brazilians. <laughs> I think. Uh, well, yeah, I'm obviously I'm obviously joking, but uh, they've got so many attacking riches, Brazil, that uh, it's you know if it's not going to be Neymar, it'll be one of about 16 other players that can hurt England if they play them. He um, was but one yeah, of the I, players I, who managed to avoid that seven-one defeat by Germany. Yeah, well. I found it really interesting that Neymar came out in the press uh, when asked and said that he thought that um, Jadon Sancho was was surprised a surprising um, miss from the England squad for two reasons. One, because it's interesting to see what you know really great, genuinely great attacking players look for in other players, and secondly, uh, because he's just doesn't watch Man United, and I thought he might do. <laughs> <laughs> thought Man United will take that as a dig because there's no way Neymar has yeah. watched anything of Jaden Sancho in recent months. I thought, it. I cannot believe he's in there. Yeah, there we are. Good old Neymar. Right, everybody, uh, we're going to have a quick break and after which we're going to ramp up the heat. See you in a moment. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back to Lions Watch, everybody. Right, now this is the time of the show we usually treat our listeners to the take thermometer. Yes. Um, but as it's the final show of the run, it's time to hand the takes over to us and you, the good listeners. No more will we laugh at other people's takes. The takes are now coming home to roost. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> this week we want to know, as England fans, what should our expectations be for the World Cup? But perhaps it's best to start with something a touch more specific for you, Luke. Okay. Do you think England need to win the World Cup for this to be a successful tournament, or can success be defined another way? Um, That is a really good question, and it's a really nice way to start before we... um pour through all the nonsense that our listeners got in touch with. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I So, I don't know if you remember, but maybe nine months or so ago, I think we were in the studio, me, you and Andy, and I said to Andy and you that it's time for England to go now. It's time for them to move. It's time for them to do it. Yeah. And 
you uh, you weren't quite as negative about that as I as Andy was. And Andy mm. said, no, 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 look at what Germany did. They built and built and built and finally they mm. got there. And he so so what I'm trying to say is that some people think it's it's not about that thing. It's about, you know, having the processes, having the building involved, and sooner or later, I guess what the understanding is or the or the opinion is is that mm. the results take care of themselves. Now I get that in club football. I get like some I can see why the processes of a Guardiola or even an Arteta yeah. are there in place yeah. and then the results almost come secondarily because they're saying yeah. if you do this, this, this and this, this will happen. Yeah. And so sometimes you see coaches who will have won games but they're not actually that happy because they're not I don't think the teams have, have kind of you know executed properly or whatever. Yeah. The way it falls down is is when you go into something like a World Cup. I think World Cup, you need to have a good amount of luck on your side. You need to be defensively very solid. Mm -hmm. And you have to acknowledge there's loads of aspects of the World Cup you're not going to be in control of. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to know who you're going to play in the quarterfinal. Because as we normally see, um, for example, the results just don't go the way. And you've got mm -hmm. no control over them. Because it's, it's, to, it's a, to do with a game between like Denmark and, and yeah. you know, Poland somewhere else. There's nothing you can do about it. So that's a long run-up to, to my answer. So on one hand, I think, no, they don't. But I do think the way the world is means that probably if they don't, mm. I can't think of a convincing outcome that means that Southgate stays where he is and that we don't look for a freshening up of it. Because and I'll tell you why. If they bomb out in the group, obviously it's done. It'll go. Yeah. If they get to, say, the quarterfinal or the semi-final, or even get beaten in the final, I think the narrative from the mainstream media, which will inform a lot of what the um, the fans think, will be, here we go again. Very, very depends, close, I think but it didn't make on the it. Manner. And so we've got to have a change. I think it depends on the manner. If England were to beat a couple of the big boys on the way to, say, the final, and then lost gallantly in the final or something, I think people go, well, you know, fair enough. I, I'm not sure that's going to happen. You really? Even after the Euros? Yeah, because think I think... That? Yeah, because I think the, the the criticism of Southgate's team is whenever they come up against a side who is equal or better than them, they, they don't do it. And that has been the case in the three tournaments. Yes, I am including the UEFA Nations League um, in 2019 in that. And I think that if England were to... So, for example, um, Alan Shearer said recently that, that England will go out in the quarterfinal to France. Right. Um, if England were to beat France, for example, in a quarterfinal, if England were to get there and France were to get there, blah, 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 caveat, caveat, and England were to win that game, and then England played, say, Germany or Spain in the semi-final, and they won that, and then they lost to Brazil narrowly in the final, I think we'd be gutted, but I think people would say, bloody hell, lads, what a, what a great would you that you would So you would, you would define that as success, which was the original question? Yeah, I would. Okay. All right, well, that's interesting. I, let's get let's get on to some of our our listener answers because we said we're going to hand the takes over to 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 our listeners and then we'll do um, we'll do ourselves at the end I suppose so um, we put a question out um, along similar lines for for our listeners what what, what you know what does what does expect what are expectations what should expectations be for the World Cup I'll just go for a couple of the marks and get your takes on them um, yep. Elliot got in touch saying just don't be embarrassing that's all I ask. <laughs> Work hard, <laughs> win a few games, and get knocked out in the quarters by a better team. Job done. Yeah, that's I, job I mean, done. That, yeah, that's job yeah, done. I, that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is very much a golden generation early noughties take. That is. Yeah, I think it is, and I think realistically, if you were into any job, mm. you worked in a shop or whatever, 
set fire to the place, had to evacuate every single customer, burnt the yeah. entire shop down, and then just went job done. I don't think it's job done. I think that's. It? I don't think that's a great analogy. I think it's more if you were a financial expert and you got, or, or you were in, in involved in any kind of area uh, high up in finance, and you went, yeah, no, get me in when the good times are good. Absolutely, as soon as there's a sniff of a recession, I'm chucking it all in. I'm useless. <laughs> Bomb the economy. Job done. I think that's what it would be. Oh, hauntingly, uh, hauntingly uh, 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 relevant. <laughs> CJ, CJ also said England should expect quarterfinals. Um, they're Ooh. capable of going a couple of steps further than the last eight, but you have to say quarterfinals will be a par performance given the score we have and the likely route after the group stages. Joe says, um, I'd like to uh, just have a marquee result against a big side, perhaps tapping into what you were saying earlier, Marcus. Oh. I just dread what Mbappe and Benzema might do to our defence, though. That can't really, Yeah, I can't really see how the draw could open up like it has in the last two tournaments. Joe, stick with us because I'm going to show you how that how the draw could open up for England. <laughs> I genuinely am a bit later on. Uh, Russ says semis would be a huge success, but quarters are failure. So kind of in between mm-hmm. um, the two. Um, and then Joe, another Joe presumably says semi-finals minimum. So look, the point I'm making here is that I took some example tweets and I tried to make them as typical as the responses we got because of course we've got a load more responses than that. Yeah. And what generally came out is... England are expected by their fan base um, on our on our social media to roughly get to around the quarterfinal. Now, I'll shore that up by saying that I did a really quick flash poll on Twitter as well ahead of the recording. Yeah. Um, and I gave people, how far will England go? And I gave people the options. I gave them group stage. Mm. I gave them second round or quarterfinal, semifinal or final and winners because you only get four options on Twitter. Yeah. And 61.6%, way more all the other options put together came out at second round quarterfinal. Really? So our, it's, it's an unscientific thing, mm-hmm. but I, what I'm saying is, as far as we can tell, as much information as we can glean from our listenership in this quite crude way, people, people are thinking that quarterfinal is par because they had an option to go second round or quarterfinal, and some other people have talked about the semifinal. So roughly in the middle is quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. That's where England will get to. Right. I'll bring you in, but yeah. before I do, I'll just say... That's exactly where I got to in my example bracket that I did. Really? So I think, yeah, quarterfinal is roughly par among English supporting listeners yep. to our show. Yeah. By the way, I mean, it's no disgrace to get to a quarterfinal. I understand, again, the manner of it and so on, but you're in the last eight of the World Cup, and it goes back to your early point of it's a one-off game. And in a one-off game against France, England will be second favourites for, for the majority of people. Um, but... But, and I, come on, everyone, let's Yuri Geller this and get all our energy behind it. The curse of the World Cup winner. Let's see France yeah, go I'm out not in the first round. I'm not that bothered about France. And I think there's a chance they could implode. I think there's a, every chance. First round exit, as is the custom? Possibly. I think you look at the group they've got, I think it's possible. Do they have um, a super coach? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I don't they have. And and um, what's he ever done? And I... I um, Look, I, I want, I want to, I want to just find a way of tying this all the way back to the original question that you asked me about: is, is it not a success of England don't win? I yeah. think the time is now. The time is the time to move. It's a really odd set of circumstances. It's an odd World Cup, a set with problems, and we, you know, we don't want to bore our listeners to death. But you know, people can be Everyone confident that we've, yeah, that we've covered that. Um, and so there's a chance, and and England now need to be in a position where they, uh, it looks like fine, the build-up has been not ideal, but there's loads of teams whose build-up's been crap and they've done okay. You know, that, that, that's not necessarily that indicative. And we've got a good balance of, of exciting young players 
and experienced like senior pros that have done it at the very highest level. All the all the things are there for them. And there's if you if you're worried about all these other teams, and I am worried, particularly about Brazil and Argentina. I think they're the two biggest dangers. But you're never going to get into a World Cup and not have other good teams in it. It just doesn't happen. So, well, people people are talking about it being a very open tournament. This one, it is open. It is open. Uh, uh, for me, if you if you believe in the fact that stuff like this goes in cycles, which I do, I think the time is now for England. But I I personally don't think they will do it. Mm-hmm. But I think that the time is now to do it. And I think yeah. anything sh- short of it has to be seen as a kind of we will look back on this Southgate era because yeah. he'll almost certainly go if he's not done really really well. And we'll go, that was great, but it's a missed opportunity because you got yeah. to a final and you lost on penalties. You got to a semi-final, you probably should have gone further. Uh, and then whatever happens in Qatar. So it's 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 open for, for our listeners to, to to be rejoicing and be celebrating, but they even they don't think they're going to do that well. Well, the FA, years ago, talking about building, they tried to have a little look at what Germany had done and they marked the 2022 World Cup as the tournament for England to win. Yeah. And obviously Southgate came in and was nearly ahead of schedule in, in the Euros. But I mean, you know, England finished fourth at Russia, third at the Nations League, second at the Euros. It just makes sense. Now's the, the time, ca- right? The ca- Back in the world, so. He signposted it for us all. So who, and, so who did you... So Marcus, tell me yeah. how you had England getting on and where you had them getting to. I mean, for the record, I hate doing this. Well, I don't know do why. Because I made you do it. I know you did. Yeah. Um so I've had I've got England to win their group, that would mm-hmm. be my prediction, mm-hmm. and I then think I think the Netherlands bloody well should and will win that group. You have to caveat this by saying that it never ever plays out the way we think. It doesn't, but I had the same, and it may yeah. and just because it doesn't play out as you expect elsewhere, it may it may play out as you expect in A Group A and B. Sure, yeah, yeah. When we say it doesn't play out as as you'd expect but it doesn't mean to say that all the seeded teams go out in the first round you know most of them traditionally go through yeah so I think England will probably play Senegal in the second round and I think from England's point of view Senegal are a good side they're the African champions Sadio Mane is going to miss the tournament which is a great great shame for him and them and for everybody really you want to see the best players at the tournament it is gutting yeah Um, but I think England you know England would be favourites for that game I think England would win that game and this is where it gets a little bit tricky and a little bit tasty. So I do think France will win their group. I, I think they will break the sort of so-called curse mm-hmm. uh, of which they succumbed to back in 2002, although Brazil didn't in 2006 as the as the only anomaly there. And I think France um, will play England in, in that quarterfinal. I actually think that England could win that game. And I think that Southgate... That is a tasty tamale, that. What a yeah. tasty burrito you're serving up there. <laughs> That's I not think... a seven-pot doogler, that. That yeah. is a Carolina Reaper of a tamale. You're having okay. that one, yeah. So England to beat France in the quarterfinal. I think I think that may happen. But You can't but... keep a good man down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, the, the spirits will not be dampened in that part of uh, southwest London. Super speller, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, so I think I think England could do it. And I think that they would they would either meet Germany, Spain, or Belgium in in that game. And I would, I I actually I think it might be Germany. Either way, I, the the problem is with with uh, with World Cups, you actually do need a kind draw. If you look at teams who have won it, you look at any team, they actually don't play um, for box office box office nations on the way to uh, to winning the tournament. 
Apparently, statistics showed recently that the 2006 World Cup, Italy's 2006 World Cup win, was the hardest statistically. Right. They played Australia in the second round. They yeah. played Ukraine in the quarterfinals. It was a good Ukraine side, but they mm-hmm. did win 3-0. Then they played the hosts, Germany, and I think yeah. the fact that they were the hosts was taken into account. And then they played France in the final. Yeah. That apparently was the hardest run. Think so about you, but, saying, but who, but who did you, but who did you have England yeah. to meet in the semi? I know you gave us some options. So, so uh, you have to you have to put something down. I've I've put Germany because I think yeah, Spain okay. might win the group, and I've got England to lose that game. Okay, so you have uh, England to go out to Germany in the semis because the reason why I've got that again, I hate doing this, but I've you know in the spirit of things, it's a bit is, of fun. I just think that that to, to you'd have to play your socks off in both games, and I looked at p- Germany's potential route. And I think they would play Belgium in the second round and I had them to beat Belgium. And then they would play Switzerland. And Switzerland, I think, are a good side. But I think Germany is psychologically a, 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 a would would have the edge there and I think they're a better side and they would beat them. And I think going into that semi-final, I just think to raise your game, to, to you know, to go that a bit higher yeah, to, for two games in the, on the trot. I think who, who, and, 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 okay, so then who did you have to win overall? Just quite Brazil. Brazil, okay, Brazil. interesting. Because if, if you're asking England to beat France, Germany, and then Brazil on the way to winning the, the, the cup, I think it's too much. Fine, that's fair. I think that's entirely fair. What have so, you got yourself? So I, I kind of started off very similarly to, similarly to you. I, I, yeah. I had, um, I totally take your point about the groups not always going as you, as you think they are. They will. I still had Netherlands winning Group A, and I had England winning Group B. Yeah. I, I do think there's a chance that England could find it really tough and go out in the group stage, but mm-hmm. that's a certain timeline that I've taught myself in my hair which really depends on how they get on against Iran yeah. and I, I I think if I'm trying to remove myself and being really objective I yeah. don't think in all good conscience you can say England wouldn't beat Iran well that's I, the difficulty because yeah. there will be the people listening to this going oh bloody get a load of you oh, England off to the, in the semi-final to be objective yeah. Yeah. about a side who I don't care about them yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's the difference between there we um, go. Yeah, so so adding them to win the group, and I had um, I had um, Netherlands to win the group. Now, um, I've got it all in front of me. So if you've got any questions about now, how I got to where I got to, then then, then shout. The spanner in the work is with could Denmark win the group against? Well, France? I have Denmark win that group, right? And I'm, and I'm going to talk to you about how that Ooh. means the group opens up because okay. when I, I mentioned that earlier, when we asked some of our listeners to have their takes, um, a lot of whom had complained about our take thermometer, <laughs> and the reason I worked out that they now I've worked out they complained about the take thermometer is because all their opinions are really boring yeah. <laughs> because they all think quarterfinal which is the most boring answer ever um, apologies if you listen to this and you had a big take uh, I removed that for selfish reasons to make that really petty point about Lions Watch uh, in, in the recent weeks so anyway um, England in the second round as far as I work out plays Senegal too so I'm in the same camp as you there yeah. um, I um, think England will beat Senegal I think uh, yeah, realistically I think they've got a really really good chance of beating Senegal I don't think they're a team now full of players who are just completely beset by disappointment in knockout games for England. And I yeah. think that matters a great deal. So yeah. psychologically, I think they'll they'll be able to rely on the fact that they're, in my opinion, a better team than Senegal. Oh, like um, eight to ten years ago, you, you wouldn't be confident no. with England going into that game. So then, interestingly, when we move into the quarterfinal, my quarterfinal lineup broadly mm. is a really, really good one. So... I had Netherlands-Argentina in the quarterfinal. That's a lovely game. Because Argentina, I had to beat France, and I had Netherlands to beat Wales. Uh The the other quarterfinal in the top half of the draw, I had Germany against Brazil. Okay, see, I went for Spain to top the group, but yeah, I see what you're Fine. So I had Germany beating Canada in the second round, Brazil beating Ghana in the second round. Mm. I then had Poland to nick it against Denmark. Ooh. 
Although I do think that Denmark have every chance of beating Poland in the second round, and that the winner of that game, of course, plays England. Mm-hmm. So for 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 one of um, you know people, Denmark have got a very good side. They have, and I think I think if I could go back again, I probably would give Denmark the edge there, and I'd have England playing Denmark in the second round. But as it stands, uh, sorry, in the quarterfinal. In the quarterfinal. But as it stands, I've got England versus Poland, and the other quarterfinal had Spain versus Switzerland. Now, I had England to beat Poland. I also mm-hmm. think they would beat Denmark. Um, which then leaves us a semi-final. I had a semi-final lap of Argentina, Brazil, and England against Spain. I had England to lose in the semi-final as well, but I had Spain to beat them instead of Germany, and I yeah. had Argentina to win the whole thing. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. I think Spain would be a side that I would really want to avoid because they keep the ball really well, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and England. Yeah, but, but I mean, in a, in a way, I mean, I know you're being partly facetious there, but if we game that out, and I and mm. I, I'm on record here as saying I think Spain. If England and Spain meet in the semi-final, I think Spain will win. So I'm not trying to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, patri- overly patriotic about it or jingoistic about it or anything like that. I do think Spain would beat England. But if I was going to make an argument for England to beat Spain, I would probably say, well, let them have the ball. Yeah. England, if, England, the if, if England can build into the tournament and start to defend a bit better than we've seen recently, but in a way they have defended well mm-hmm. in recent tournaments, very, very miserly in defence in the in the Euros, mm-hmm. um, they could catch it. They, they could be really yeah. tailor-made to beat Spain because Spain yeah. would be hit on the break whenever England got the ball when England have got the players and the pace to do that if they were positive enough. So it could happen. But I, I think Spain will beat England in the semi-final and I think Argentina will win the whole thing. And I think the overriding message and photo and imagery of that World Cup will be Messi crowning his career, holding that World Cup aloft and finally emulating what Maradona did. Really? That, I mean, that yeah. would be very... I do. That would be, that would be quite something. Well, I... I yeah... I want to finish though with um, with with a, a message we got on Twitter from Samuel, yeah, who said, "If you think after all the disappointments, I'll be thinking England are going to win the World Cup again, then you're fucking right. I am. Come on, England. <laughs> <laughs> That's Go the on, only way to end. That is the only way to end. Thanks for sticking with us uh, throughout these last eight weeks, Marcus. Right, yeah. the listeners have been great. We really appreciate it's been, it. It's been absolutely marvelous. I know I've given them a bit back, um, uh, but it's all in good jest, and we do really appreciate the support. So thank you for listening. We, Marcus and I, particularly really love." Doing the doing this show and uh, it's great that the team indulges us and let us just get on with it. I mean, in many ways they've said, "If you want to do it, you just do it." Yeah, uh, that's right. And we said, "Okay, we will." <laughs> yeah, we'll leave the door open for you. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, but thank you very much. As, as Luke says, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, don't worry though, we'll be back on Monday for the start of our Ramble World Cup coverage. Come on, there will be an episode for you at five a.m. on Monday morning, reacting to Qatar versus Ecuador, the big one, and also <laughs> previewing England's all important opening match against Iran. But before that, the final part of Kate Mason's documentary Inside the Qatar World Cup will be on your podcast feed tomorrow. That's Sunday, of course. Uh, You should definitely check that out. Kate went to Qatar to find out more about the real stories on the ground in the country that is about to host, of course, this World Cup. Uh, We're also uh, releasing daily pods throughout the tournament, so make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. It is going to be a big old football feast, and you are invited to take lots and lots of big bites yes you're the main guest you're at the top mm-hmm. table on the dais everyone's cheering you raising their glasses of mead to you um, throughout the World Cup as the listeners so do join us we, we love having your company thank you very much and uh, yeah, we'll see you on uh, I'll see you tomorrow in fact shall do horror love Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.